Okay, we're kicking this episode off with something a bit morose. Take a moment to fast forward to just beyond the end of your life. Even though you've passed away, let's imagine you get to witness a very special occasion, your own memorial service. But the service is different in a couple ways, aside from the most obvious, that you're able to actually witness it. First, all of your loved ones and meaningful connections are there, even those who went before you. Family members such as parents and grandparents, friends from childhood up through now, coworkers from all of your professional endeavors, mentors and mentees, classmates, neighbors, teammates, local merchants, and basically anyone whose life was touched by yours. Second, everyone there has been summoned to tell their absolute truth about you. That's not to say that people at non-imaginary funerals don't tell the truth, but let's face it, there are a lot of rose-colored glasses at such occasions. They tend to gloss over the questionable stuff, like that time you ganged up with others to mercilessly tease Annie, your third-grade classmate. Plus, it's not like your haters are going to attend your funeral. In the case of this special service that you get to witness, even those who weren't your biggest fans will be there and, well, they're going to be invited to speak. Everybody's gathered to express, kind of with a New Yorker level of frankness, what impact your life had on theirs, what happened to them because of you. As the attendees reflect one by one, it becomes clear to you that despite the fact you're no longer physically present, you endure in their lives in a quite tangible way. And this is your legacy. Yep, legacy ain't just a bar in Lafayette, Indiana, and your legacy is what we're going to explore during today's episode of Bullshift. How's that for a cliffhanger? Welcome to Bullshift, the podcast for every person aged 35 to 55 who wonders, is this as good as life gets? Bullshift teaches you how to apply coaching psychology, early midlife insights, and the art and science of a meaningful life to transform this life phase into a period of creativity and growth. We spend nearly half our adult lives in some type of transition. This show is about making all that time more satisfying. My name is Megan Krause, and as a nationally board-certified well-being coach, a modern midlife maven, and the chief bullshifter, I'm delighted you're here. So let's talk about your legacy, about the trace you leave. Every life leaves a trace, a trace that may exist for generations, especially if you don't recycle or carry out everything when you go camping. You know, that whole take only memories, leave only footprints bit. Shout out to the beautiful Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness, by the way. It's so great. Anyway, your legacy is the sum total of the impact your life made on the lives of others, and in many ways, the trace that their life makes on others. Yeah, we're talking epigenetics, right? So at your big send-up, you decide that you really want to understand your impact, so you listen very carefully to what each person at your funeral says about you. Remember, you're dead, so what else do you have to do? And you listen and maybe cringe as your mother and father describe what happened to each of them because of you. 
What was the net effect of your life on theirs? I still recall the time I was the worst daughter ever toward my mom while biking on the Aran Islands off the coast of Galway as we raced our bikes to catch the ferry, which we missed, by the way. And I know I'm not the only one with a shudder-worthy memory like this, right? So next to speak is your partner or spouse or significant other, maybe even your ex, if you have one. What was your impact on and contribution to that relationship? Did he or she or they feel truly loved and valued? Did he or she or they get your best energy when you came home at the end of the day and your full attention when you were together? How'd your attitude and mannerisms and habits shape their other relationships? If you have children, what is each child saying as they describe how your influence exists in them for better or worse? What are they saying about how your life influenced who they are now and what they've become? Are they expressing the belief they're better human beings because of you? And what part of your legacy's effect on them are you not proud of? What makes you wince? Makes you sad? Makes you smile or tear up with joy or burst with pride? I don't have children, but I'm an auntie who thinks about my own blunders around my nieces and nephews. Like that time, I introduced my niece to a cashew milk latte and her throat started to close up because of an unknown allergy. Uh, yeah, oops. Next up, your friends. What do they begin with? Were you always there for them? Did you show compassion for them and step up to lend a hand when life turned against them? Did you do that all the time or only some of the time? Did you do it only when it was convenient for you or always when it mattered to them? Were you loyal? As they talk, what are the traits that they share that seem to repeat from one friend to the next and the next? Are the memories they share ones you would have guessed? And last to speak are all those associated with your life at work. It's a big lineup. Bosses, clients, direct reports, coworkers, assistants, support staff, even valets and janitors and security will be asked to remember. Now, we've seen all those memes referencing the unbreakable bond between coworkers as they spend so much of their lives together, like nearly a third of their days and up to a quarter of their lives. And this is the area where, you know, 58 year old execs have functional and frequent interaction with 19 year old interns. Each work-life-related person will describe your effect on them individually, how you treated them in good times and bad, even when you were stressed or tired or unhappy. So listen as they speak about your respectfulness, your kindness, your generosity. What does each have to say about your integrity and honesty, your trustworthiness? How often do they comment on your humility, your moral courage, your empathy? It's interesting, isn't it, that as all these people describe your legacy, not a single one from any part of your life spends significant time referencing your intelligence, titles, competence, wealth, power, achievements, academic credentials, celebrity, waistline, or loose skin on your jawline and neck. That's a frequent, recent acquisition of mine. From all they say, it's clear that what mattered most was simply your treatment of them, and your treatment of those who mattered to them. For each person whose life you touched, your legacy was not about your money, but your kindness. 
Not about your prominence or even fame, but your integrity. Not about your intelligence, but your caring and respect. That simple, undeniable, profound truth can be so hard to hear. It's easy to get hooked by the shiny objects that show well on social media, for example. In contrast, building your character is exceptionally important in our complicated and harsh world. It literally provides protection against regular and formidable onslaughts that oh so many we've seen this past year. At age eight, I remember whining about having to load cobblestones from a torn up street into the back of our pickup truck to then use them to build a patio at home. And like so many other times when I complained, my parents' response was always, it builds character. They weren't wrong. After reflecting on all the feedback you may have received from individuals in every dimension of your life, how do you rate yourself on your character? More than 30 years of research reveals some fundamental truths about character. Most of us have very little idea just how much the moral grounding of our judgments and decision-making is often contaminated or hijacked or corrupted, often all three. You're the sum total of the countless moral choices you make every day. Your character is basically your ability to make sound judgments and follow through on them time and again. It's curious then how little we actually see this in corporate governance at the highest level. Wells Fargo, anyone? And finally, character is not static, but a muscle that can and ought to be continually strengthened and reinforced. When you invest time and energy in developing your character, you create a meaningful legacy. So if you're wanting to strengthen your character muscle through your professional contribution to the world, you can pursue this in a bigger way during my next round of the Career to Calling Accelerator that's opening up for enrollment very soon, like Instagram story countdown button soon. So just go to megancrousey.com to get on the wait list. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into Bullshift. If you're loving what you're learning in the podcast and you want to create your own bullshift, then you need to check out megancrousey.com forward slash bullshift. If you haven't already, subscribe to Bullshift on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember to connect with me on Instagram at Megan underscore Krause. Let's connect next week.